Welcome to Alternative Dog Moms Podcast. I'm Kimberly Gautier, the creator of Keep the Tail Wagging. For the past nine years, I've been blogging about raw feeding, pet wellness, and life as a crazy dog mom. I've seen massive improvements in my dog's health since I started raising my dogs naturally, and I'm passionate about sharing my experience to help other pet parents. I'm Erin Scott. For the past nine years, I've been researching and learning everything I can about healing cancer, allergies, autoimmune, and mystery illnesses in both my dogs and myself, and I can't wait to share with you everything I've learned on this journey. As the Alternative Dog Moms, we're bringing you all the latest dog health news that we're following and sharing the tips, tricks, and resources we learn along the way. Now, let's get started. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. I was trying to say it first, but. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we have both lived a life since we last talked. (laughs) November has been a month. I mean, it's like good gravy. I I think it's like I'm so I've never been so happy for the new year. (laughs) I feel like December is a closet that I overstuffed and I finally got the door shut and locked and I'm never opening it again. (laughs) It's just like so much has happened. Um, You know, I lost a dog this year or last year. Um, I had a dream about him last night. And in the dream, it was so strange because in the dream, he was so sick. And I was freaking out because I was just like, oh, my God, I thought you died. You're still here. And we just got a puppy. And But then he was fine and he was playing and playful and running around and happy. And I was just sort of like, I is one of those, you know, when you wake up, and you don't really think about your dreams, but then maybe 30, 40 minutes later, it hits you again. And I'm like, oh, that's right. And so that that was nice. But yeah, it was a crazy year. We started this podcast. Yeah. You know. 35 episodes we did. And it's like, it was, it was an interesting year. But Christmas was actually quite tame and calm and quiet, which I appreciate. And it's, it probably helps because I don't have um, kids you know, and my dogs don't, I, I'm, I don't buy my dogs Christmas presents. I, every day is Christmas for them. So um, it was just a, a day of uh, playing around. I don't know if I said this to you, but December is my month of like, I watched the entire Harry, Harry Potter series, all the movies. And then on Christmas day, my Christmas movies are the Lethal Weapon movies. Nice. And then Die Hard. Nice. <laughs> and I only actually got through one of the Lethal Weapon movies this year, so I was kind of bummed about that. But still, that's sort of like my my thing for Christmas. When I'm wrapping presents, which I always do on Christmas Eve, my movie is Silver Linings Playbook. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it ends at Christmas time, and I'm always like, this is like an Aaron appropriate yeah. movie. Like. <laughs> I usually, and I at some point in time during December, I have to watch Love Actually, even though I mean I get that it's about all different types of love, but I'm so aggravated by the storyline with the girl who has the or the woman who has a crush on her coworker, but her brother has some t- is in some type of hospital and. He, and so she just ends up spending Christmas with him. And it's just kind of sad because she doesn't get to have a relationship. And that's what I always walk away from is like, oh, I'm sorry, lady. But it's just like, but I, I love Liam Neeson in this movie. So we did do some binge watching. That was more over New Year's than over Christmas. Did you get anything good? Uh, so, uh, you know, my husband, Tim, is a gamer. 
And there is a very funny show on Apple TV. It's kind of like a satire parody type show. It's in the same vein as like that show Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's called Mythic Quest. And it's about like behind the scenes of this like huge like multiplayer online RPG, I don't know, MMORPG or whatever they call it. And it's like all the like drama that, you know, and comedy that goes into like creating the show. So we have like been completely binging that. Uh, So he loves it and I appreciate it also. And then on New Year's, uh, Tim and the dogs were in bed at 10 (laughs) (laughs) o'clock and I stayed up and somebody had recommended to me Emily in Paris on Netflix. Oh my God. We have so much to discuss. (laughs) And I am about halfway through the second season right now. Uh, I think... I don't know where I am in the second season. It's very hard for me to watch. And not for the reasons people complain about it for. It's just it's it's just sort of like I get so frustrated with the characters. But I I won't stop. Yes. Yes. It's like a very guilty pleasure for me. Yeah. I get so frustrated because it's like, if you guys would just tell the truth and be honest with each other, you wouldn't have all the, but that's the whole point is just to have a bunch of misunderstandings all the way through. But I still keep watching it. Yeah. And it's, um, I saw that it's by the same guy who did Sex in the City. And I was just like, yeah, totally get that. Yeah. Because I, I mean, that's probably why I watch it. I love the clothes and I love the outfit. Because I'm like totally just obsessed with the outfits and, and yeah. what they're wearing. And you know, do people in Paris really dress like just like, like this? that? Yeah. Because I mean, this is like really top notch stuff. I mean, it's so beautiful. But yeah, it's it's kind of. Um, I would never wear any of it, but I yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> I think I am. I I am. I was watching it this weekend, and I ended after her boss asked that woman to come back and I think she decided not to and she's now going to work for that company oh I think you're ahead of me okay so I think that that's where I am but I don't I don't know if any decisions have been made yet so I'm waiting to find out it's like well who's gonna work with whom and I don't know how it's gonna work out so but yeah yeah it's my guilty pleasure I do what I loved about it is you know after the first season because this is season oh wait you said season two Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm in season three. Okay. That's why. So I'm way ahead of you. Yeah. I knew that somebody was just saying that the third season came out and I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And they're like, oh, you should watch it. So Yeah. So, but I started watching Supernatural. I've, I've tried to start it many times, but just never really got into it. But I sat down and decided to watch it. And one thing I found is when you fall asleep watching Supernatural, you have the craziest dreams. <laughs> so I have learned that I do not watch it before I go to sleep. But um, I'm watching season one of Supernatural and, and I like it. It's interesting. The episode that I'm watching now is kind of creepy. So I had to take a, a pause. There's another series on... Netflix called Black Summer. It's a a zombie show series. And it is very painful for me to watch because, I mean, it's really, really good. And I want to know what's going on. And I'm tempted to go and see if there's someone on YouTube that's has done a, you know, a synopsis of the whole season. So at least I cannot have the stress because <laughs> I just sit there watching it and I'm so freaking stressed out. And one thing about it is that 
human beings are horrible, horrible people. <laughs> I mean, it's like you you guys are being you you're being chased by zombies and you're still angry with each other, you're still robbing each other, you're still killing each other. I mean, it's just like good gravy. <laughs> you guys deserve this. But it is. It's freaking me out, but it's so good and I really want to continue watching it, but I had to take a break from it too. Well, I will say we had a pretty successful New Year's Eve because I was really worried about fireworks. And so between CBD and I did two different kind of like calming herbs in addition to CBD and everybody was knocked out by 10 o'clock and right at midnight, I came in and put Penny's earphones on her. And everybody slept right through everything. So it was great. Nice. Nice. I know we didn't have any problems. One thing I've learned is not to respond or react. And if I don't respond or react, I just let the dogs be dogs. They won't respond and react. So um, I did do CBD. Everyone slept through the fireworks. I just didn't respond. I just was like, oh, they're doing it. It must be midnight. Happy New Year. And I just went back to sleep and um, the dogs were fine. Bella didn't, she's not afraid of the vacuum cleaner. She's not afraid Good. of fireworks. You know, she she does like to, um, now her new thing. So a few weeks ago, her thing was to stare at her reflection and bark at it. Now her new thing is during the day, she, she stands on the sofa with her paws on the back of the sofa, looking out the window, watching the Centennial Trail and barking at anyone she sees on the Centennial <laughs> Trail. So that's her new thing. And at night, she barks as she pees and stuff, sort of like letting the world know, I'm about to use the bathroom. Don't come up and try to scare me. She's looking around and she's growling and barking. And it's, it's, it's kind of cute. That's it's adorable. Little, it's a little bit cute. But she's doing really good and all the dogs are doing really well. Zoe's going in next month for a dental. She's having a cleaning on her two back upper canines. If I think those are what those are. And, uh, but everybody else is doing great. Oh, we've had a whole drama over here. (laughs) So about two weeks ago or so, Nino got up one day and was limping on his front left leg. And then he kind of like shook it out and then seemed fine. And I thought, oh, well, that's weird. And then it didn't happen again for like a couple more days. And then it started happening like every time he gets up. Mm. And it worked out that we were actually seeing our chiropractor, like a previously scheduled appointment. So we go and see her and she doesn't really find anything wrong, uh, which then made me really nervous Mm -hmm. because I know two people who have lost dogs to osteosarcoma this year, both of which started in their front leg. Mm -hmm. So then I was talked to my vet, but she works out of her home. She doesn't have like x-rays and stuff there. So she's like, why don't you take him to your local vet and get the x-rays and all done so we can start ruling things out. Mm-hmm. So we, they're our local vet, I'll call them, the conventional vet that's like right down the street. So we saw them like a couple days after Christmas. I still have a bad taste in my mouth about how all that went down. Mm-hmm. later, we still don't have any real answers. And uh, what was so frustrating to us was the complete lack of communication about some of the charges. And 
the gentleman, it, apparently it was his second day working at this vet clinic. So I'm trying to cut him some slack that maybe he didn't know the drill or how things worked or what have you. But he sh- takes the x-rays, shows us that he doesn't really see anything, maybe some mild arthritis, but he wouldn't expect that it would be causing the limping that we were seeing. And he's like, yeah, I'd like to get somebody else to take a look at these. And we're kind of like, okay. He didn't tell us that that was a $250 charge for an outside radiologist consult that we wouldn't get back for a week. And he like leaves the room and then like this vet tech comes in with the bill like $750 and like my jaw like hit the ground. (laughs) And I start going through this and I'm kind of like, well, what is this? Like what, you know? And, uh, and we ended up deciding to do it anyway, but just the utter and complete lack of Mm -hmm. communication about that. So it worked out that the woman who owns that vet clinic, who is the vet we have always seen in the past there, she called us yesterday with the results of this outside consult, which again, basically just said, yeah, it's a mild arthritis. And I said, well, I'd like to give you some feedback. (laughs) (laughs) And just express to her that, you know, I really thought that that should be communicated more clearly so that people can make an informed decision, which she took my point, though, then tried to tell me like, well, it's really important that we did. I'm like, look, I'm not saying I didn't do it. I'm not even saying I wouldn't have, you know, gone ahead with it if I knew it ahead of time. I'm just saying I don't really think it's fair to spring that on somebody. Um, So they gave him like an NSAID, which I'm not a big fan of. But what our uh, vet who we usually work with said like give it to him a couple days see if it helps if it does help that gives us information and then we can switch over to doing cbd and doing some other you know more natural things so yeah. the doing the i think it's called like prevacox which by the way 125 dollars for wow. this NSAID. you know it it has seemed to help some uh when when he gets up and so anyway, we're going to work with our vet now and get him on a CBD regimen uh, and get him on some other like more natural anti-inflammatories and see if that helps. So I guess what we're unclear about, and you can't tell from x-rays, is is this like a soft tissue injury? You know, like did he jump down off the bed and like sprain something? Mm-hmm. You know, or is this actually like arthritis, you know, yeah. starting to happen? And because of kind of the more sudden onset of it, we actually think it might be more like a sprain or a strain. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing that was really interesting is that Nino had put on some weight. And it's really hard for us to tell with him because he's such a big, beefy dude. Yeah. And so that's one thing that when the veterinarian called back yesterday and said, like, well, you know, his weight went up like eight pounds. And I was like, really? Like, that was not at all communicated to us. And she's like, oh, well, you know, looking at what it's been the last several times it's been here, you know, yeah, it's up eight pounds. And I'm like, okay, that was not something that was you know communicated to us either. Um, So I had been putting him on some like uh, more protein dense or, you know, more calorie dense proteins. So I do think I need to start doing a better job accounting for how many more that is apparently. Um, Because with Penny, it's really easy to tell if she picks up like a pound, I can tell. But he's so just like such a beefy beefcake that like you can't even really tell. And then we've had really nice weather here. It basically went from being 50 degrees to five degrees (laughs) to like 60 degrees. 
Uh, and so it's been really nice these last couple of days. So we did kind of like a longer walk one day and then he was limping again. And then I felt like a terrible jerk. <laughs> so at any rate, that's kind of been our drama of yeah. the last couple of weeks. How's Penny's um, urinary tract infection? So she's still on the two antibiotics. I can't remember. I can't remember where we left off <laughs> in this whole saga, but basically she her urine, most recent urine sample came up for two different bacteria, which required two different antibiotics. So she's taking two different antibiotics and my vet wants to keep her on them for like a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we're going to recheck her urine again. In a lot of ways, she seems better. Like, uh, you know, it used to be she would kind of be jumping up first thing in the morning to run outside to go pee. And now she's back to like, I'm going to sleep in because she's more <laughs> comfortable, you know. But she's still had a couple accidents here and there. Yeah. So I get like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And How old is she? 12. I wonder if the accidents could also be her age. Because yeah. one thing I found with Sydney and now with Rodrigo is that they can't hold it as long as they used to. And they don't realize it sometimes. So Rodrigo has had a couple of accidents where like, one time he was like doing the digging around the bed and then it was just like, oh, I heard the noise. And I'm like, I look at him like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's just like, I don't know. And I, I stopped and I got him outside so he can use the bathroom. But it's just sort of like, I don't think um, he, he, he just can't hold it the way he was able to. And, and Sydney had the same situation. Oh, that's been another interesting twist to the Nino drama is uh, we have stairs up to our bed that Penny has always used. And Nino completely refuses to use them. We have tried multiple times. He completely refuses to use them. Even now, completely refuses to use them. So he still runs and he can jump up on the bed with no problem. If I had to guess if he did hurt himself, I think he did it jumping down off of the bed because he's gotten really weird about jumping off the bed now. And I'm like, I think that's must've been what happened. Yeah. So, cause he'll only go to like one corner of the bed and, and like kind of scoot himself down now. <laughs> and I'm like, well, he must've hurt himself on the other side, mm -hmm. you know, but at any rate, he's a submissive urinator. So we were trying to be helpful and pick him up off the bed. And then he would squizzle all over the sheets in the comforter. Oh, we're like, no. And so, you know, it's like Christmas Day and I'm changing the sheets for like the 10th time. And I'm just like, there's just pee everywhere. Penny's peeing, he's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's been I a hell you. of a couple of weeks. I hear, I hear you. I actually now think Rigo needs to go pee. So one second. All right. So convenient. He's fine. He just went, he was get. he was, I was petting him up over here on the side and, and he just, he stood back and just, he was about to bark at me and I was just like, uh oh, but now he's just laying down in the other room chilling. I think he's just sort of like, are you going to feed me today? <laughs> Eventually you're fine. <laughs> So it's just like, yeah, it's all my, all the other dogs are healthy. Um, Apollo's great. Bella's great. Rodrigo is actually doing really well. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, I, he has a really nice, we have a really nice routine with the CBD oil and he hasn't need, he hasn't needed to take any type of pain medication in, in several weeks. So he's doing really well. So that's a, a relief. And 
oh, it's just like, golly, it's it's sad because I'm I like the fact that my dogs can't talk. <laughs> but sometimes I wish it's like, can you just tell me what's going on? Yeah. It's like just trying to figure out and play, you know, you know, fig, you know, just writing everything off and just, oh, it's just so frustrating. And I don't want them to feel that I'm frustrated with them. I just, I'm just frustrated because it's like, I just want to figure this out and I don't know how. And, and I feel so bad, but I did the same thing with Rodrigo. He was feeling really good one day. So I took him for a walk and then the next day he was just in so much pain. And so now he is no longer allowed to go on walks with us. He can go like, so probably every other day I walk the dogs, you know, because they have a dog walker. So I do the the ops off days. And so some days, like when the dog walker comes, then I take the dogs out on the property and Rigo can come out then. And that's perfect, his perfect speed. And he either, he sort of does a light jog around or he goes and sniffs around and that's perfect for him. And, um, but on the other days when I actually take the dogs on a walk, he has to stay home. And most of the time he's pretty okay with that, but sometimes he tries to come with us and it's like, no dude, sorry, you get to stay here and relax. So yeah, I discovered a veterinarian on YouTube, Dr. M. E.M., who does videos, and they're called like popular people videos. And I guess the goal is to go through all of the popular veterinarians and do um, videos about them. What's interesting is I've only watched one of the videos like 11 times, um, <laughs> but there is another one on Dr. Gene Dodds. It sounds like what is really happening is that the videos are going to be about popular veterinarians in the holistic community, not just popular veterinarians. Cause you know, there's like Dr. Um, Courtney, who is a black veterinarian down in Southern California. He has his own TV show. Oh and, yeah. Um, and so he's popular. And I mean, there are other veterinarians out, you know, there's Dr. Um, oh, I almost had it, but he's bald and he has an accent and I can't remember his name right now, but he's a popular doctor, as you can tell, because I can remember his name. But he he's like has a show on the weekends on mm-hmm. Animal. I think it's on Animal Planet or on one of those type of things. There's like all these popular veterinarians out there, but it looks like the focus is going to be on veterinarians that this individual doesn't agree with, which is fine. Um, I was really interested because I have although I know that there are people out there that don't agree with Dr. Becker, um, Dr. Dodds has had her run in with like PETA. I know that there are veterinarians out there that troll each other. You know, I haven't seen it, but I've heard stories of people being attacked by um, veterinarians that don't agree with raw feeding or, or um, alternative medicine. I've never actually uh, read any of their work or watched any of their videos because it's just, it's, it's not of interest to me. Right. Um, Same. But this one, I was just sort of like, well, what could you, what could you say? Because in the title of the video, I don't remember the exact title, but the thumbnail said something about advocate or pseudoscience or something similar to that. So I watched this video and it's interesting because nowhere in the video does this veterinarian who, by the way, it's not clear if this is really a veterinarian or just someone who identifies as a veterinarian because I get the impression that they're using a pseudonyms, you know, for more privacy. I did notice that their jacket 
was embroidered, but I mean, I guess yeah. anybody can do exactly. that. It was just sort of like, well, is that enough? And it was, it was just really hard. But let's just assume that this is a veterinarian. What I found interesting was that nothing in the video offers pet parents an alternative. So for instance, there are points where they would say things like, um, like there was a, you know, lots of gifts or, you know, memes and one, you know, little words on a screen. And one thing when she, they, what is it? How do you say it? Their preferred pronouns are they in them, they, them, and her. And so if anyone listening, forgive me if I screw up on the pronouns. It's not something that I'm used to doing, but I will do my best. Um, they would, on the screen, they put like, some, I can't remember what the word was, but when they were talking about acupuncture and um, homeopathy, that you know that, that they're just ridiculous, and basically you get the quickly within the first three minutes you get the impression that this person does not believe in anything that in the alternative realm, which I find disappointing because there are so many veterinarians who recognize that there are options out there. They may not understand it, they may not agree with it, they may not practice it. But they're not going to discourage people unless what the person's doing is truly going to be harmful for the dog. And I always thought of like if someone's going to call themselves a scientist, the whole idea of being a scientist is that you're exploring whole new things. If we've reached a point where I know everything, there's nothing more to learn, are you really a scientist? Or I only, you know, believe this evidence and not because as you very well and thoroughly pointed out, for instance, you know, acupuncture. There's a ton of research and studies showing how effective acupuncture is and for animals and for a variety of different medicinal uh, issues. So yeah, to me, it it starts to feel like politics, like Mm -hmm. are you liberal or conservative? And that to me is against what science is supposed to be about. And, you know, it's like, I want to do, me as a pet parent, I want to do whatever's going to work best for my dog, you know? And if that's sometimes giving them an antibiotic, I'll have to give them the antibiotic, you know? But if that's acupuncture, I'm going to do acupuncture. And I just don't know how you just discount things like that. Exactly. And what, and it wasn't even just discounting, it was just the um, the sarcasm and the dismissive the tone, yeah, so, yeah. So the like the air quote or the finger quotes, and you know, pointing out that Dr. Becker doesn't you know reference any studies yet. In this video, there were no studies reference to show that anything that Dr. Becker said was wrong. And the Forever Dog is like one of the most heavily cited citation mm-hmm. books I've ever seen. So, like that in and of itself to me is such a bizarre and unfounded statement that yeah. is then further based or you know backed up by unfounded statements. And the, and the thing about it is that I think that Dr. M could have really made some excellent points had they remained unbiased. It was very clear that this person has a beef with Dr. Becker, whether they know each other personally. And, you know, maybe Dr. Becker was a big old mean girl in high school. And so she's getting their back by doing a YouTube video. I don't know. But it felt like a personal attack rather than an attempt to share information. Because although, like, for instance, homeopathy, 
homeopathy, I don't consider homeopathy to be ridiculous, but I do see when I was reading more into it that there isn't a consensus that it actually works. It's not proven. You know, everything that's been done that I read about, you know, could be explained away as a placebo effect. So some people do very much believe that it works. Some people are like, I don't know if it works or not. I tried it with Apollo. I don't know if I didn't see any shift and changes, but maybe that was the point. Maybe it was working and I wasn't, I don't know. So I can understand that, but it's like, why not say that? And why not, you know, if Dr. Becker specifically is saying things that are inaccurate, why not point specifically to what she's saying and then provide the evidence that this is why this is wrong? Oh, like you did? Yeah, I was, it was so easy for me to debunk every single thing that this person said in this 11 minute video. It was easy. And when I pointed, when I just did, I did half of the video and then I I created a comment and I left the comment and she actually did leave a a polite response. We actually had several back and forth. She was very polite to me. Um, When I left the comment, she was again, polite dismissive, but polite. And it was interesting because she called it like, like I just went to a bunch of blogs and found the information when no, I made a point of not going to any blogs. And I made a point of not referencing anything like from Dr. Judy Morgan, Dogs Naturally Magazine, um, Whole um, whole Dog Journal, none of that. It was all going to be either studies or university or something that was traditional, um, like a, tr- a traditional clinic because I didn't want to be accused of sharing biased information to support biased information. Right. And still, it was very clear that they never, they didn't look at anything that I put on there and they just dismissed it out of hand. And, and I responded, never got another response back. Someone else responded too within our chain because I got the email and either they deleted their response or she did. But it was just sort of like, I didn't see the point in continuing the conversation because it's, you know, a hundred percent clear that this person is not interested in any point of view other than their own. And I think the reason why I wanted to do this, because, you know, I was surprised by the number of people who didn't understand why I wanted to do this, who thought one person said that I was being petty. Um, and and n- ugly and you know like that I was just being. I a- think there seemed to be a lot of confusion about what you were doing and what you weren't there doing, was, there was and that was bizarre to me too. Yeah, there was it was it was interesting because even after we cleared up that no, I'm not trying to attack Dr. Becker. That this is an I called it an anti Becker um, video because it was it was not a video to like say hey guys. I know you love this veterinarian and she, you know, she's super popular and successful, but these are a few things you need to know. That was not what this video, maybe that's what in their mind they were trying to do, but that is not what I took away from this video. I took away from the video of, I don't like raw feeding. I don't like um, alternative care. I don't like this very popular veterinarian that's promoting these things. And so now I'm going to put out this video saying as such. And I think that what I have found with myself is that when someone speaks very clearly and succinctly, they can sort of lull me into believing that they, um, I don't know how to turn this phone off. I got a new phone and I don't know how to work it, but um, they can lull me into a sense of, oh, okay, 
And I have had to force myself to get into the habit of double checking and doing further homework. And that includes everyone. If I'm going to, if I see something that, you know, for example, Rodney Habib puts out there and he always adds study links into the comments and I will go and read the study. I am not an expert at reading studies, but I will try and see is like, am I seeing what he's seeing? And sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's not what I take from this at all. And I feel like that's okay. We should be able to have a conversation and be able to disagree respectfully and move on and not have it turn into like drama. And, you know, I just, I, I felt like this person, it, it wasn't a matter of, and I know that there are people out there like, I wouldn't even bother talking to this person. It's not about me trying to change Dr. M's mind. It's about the people who were following along with that video and leaving comments of, thank you so much for explaining this, when it was just like, there was nothing explained. Right. You just, you know, she or they came across confidently as if they knew what they were talking about. But if you actually go and watch the video without, you know, your rose-colored glasses on, you'll see that nothing was actually explained except for this person does not like Dr. Becker or this person does not like holistic medicine and raw feeding and anyone who is a proponent of those things. That's the only thing that is very clear from the video. And so I wanted to just add something that was different for anyone. Cause I, I mean, not everyone reads comments, but I do, I'm, I'm here for the comments on videos. So I would hope that people will go in and say, Oh, that is a good point. This person didn't say this and this didn't provide this. And oh, there is a study for this to show that, yeah, this is very dismissive. Um, Because I I feel like the people who are looking to Dr. M are the people who are sitting there Googling like debunking the forever dog. And then they find this and it's like that cognitive dissonance, like, oh, Mm -hmm. here's what I was looking for. Yay, woohoo. They're not actually looking to, to see is this debunking correct. (laughs) They just want to know that somebody's out there doing it so that they can agree with it. Well, what's odd is that, I mean, granted, I've never tried to debunk the forever dog, but I feel like if you truly wanted to, you could. And the reason why you can is because there's a lot of stuff that there are no studies specific to dogs about a lot of the things that are talked about in the forever dog. But I don't think that that's unusual. A lot of the things that we look at and we talk about, we start with us. So the whole idea of feeding fresh food is that we as humans determined a long time ago that this processed diet that we've all been on for years is doing terrible things to our system. Our kids are obese. Um, we, Our country is obese and unhealthy. We have young people dying of heart attacks. And, you know, I, I still remember, you know, supersize me and that had a huge impact. And those are the type of things that we realize, oh yeah, absolutely. You should not be eating this type of diet on a daily basis. Yeah, you can have these things as treats, but no, you need to eat a healthy diet. Also, I remember the food pyramid. They decided, no, it's upside down. And there are all these things as humans we determine, but then with our dogs, we're like, yeah, we can still go ahead and do this. Our dogs are fine. And and our dogs are having a lot of the same issues with incidence exactly. of cancer and increase of diabetes. And, and it's so interesting because not long ago, there was a, was it called 60 Minutes had the thing about 
dog cancer and human cancer and the connection between the two. And it's like, though, did you, it's like, doctor, did you see that Dr. M? I mean, granted, Dr. M's video was recorded in September, but it's still like, those are the type of things where these, these were not holistic vets, you know? So these were doctors, human doctors, and they're finding these things. And how are you so out of touch that you aren't seeing that? And it still comes down to, well, what you said is, you know, there is this huge bias where people just want to debunk. And I, it's, it's a disappointment because for the average person, if they don't want to follow certain people, then you shouldn't. And I get it. Um, for whatever reason, you someone rubs you the wrong way, so you don't want to buy into their things. But I would think that as a scientist, it would behoove you to continue educating yourself or at least look into it before you come out and say, this is nonsense, this is ridiculous. Actually take the time and look into it. Talk to other veterinarians or other doctors who practice homeopathy, who practice acupuncture and all the other ways of feeding. But I was going to say that I think that, you know, a lot of the stuff in the Forever Dog book is, I don't want to say it's assumptions or guesses. It's, we're seeing trends. And the the idea is that if these things are impacting humans, of course, they're going to be impacting our dogs. So things like, you know, having the light, you know, our lights and how they're impacting our sleep patterns. That's our dogs sleep with us and live with us. So it's going to impact them too. Having all of these electronics going on in the home and what is that going to do for humans? Well, it makes sense that it would impact the dogs that live with us too and so on and so forth. And the other thing is like with, you know, there's not, you know, there's nowhere near the amount of scientific research done on dogs, you know, that there is with people. And a lot of that comes down to money and who's paying for these things. And so you're not going to have like the perfect study to show every single thing. We have to look at what, like you said, like the trends are in the human research and how, you know, and what we know about the commonalities between us and our dogs and, you know, make some extremely educated guesses and assumptions, you know, that are based on something. But yeah, there aren't just like a million wonderful studies floating out there about, you know, dogs that are going to show every single thing because people aren't new. Who's paying to do that? Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, was mentioned multiple times in the video and also the skep vet who did a review of the forever dog mentions this a lot too is cherry picking cherry picking data to fit your narrative and i and think then they that, do the same thing yeah. so there's yeah there's the skept vet guy who does the very long online article to debunk the forever dog and then there's the dr m video to debunk the forever dog and you went through the whole video and I have made some comments about the skeptivet myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because I I do think that, you know, there is a risk of cherry picking data. I think that someone can skim because I've actually found myself doing that, looking for um something to support something that I'm believing. And I'll look for when one thing that I found is that Google knows us very well. And so when I'm Googling something, Google will return what I'm asking based on my search history and what I'm reading. And sometimes all of that are the things that support what I already believe. I have to make a point of finding 
like the the risk of or the downside because I'm looking for the benefits of a certain food or mineral or whatever. I need to then go and look for the risk so I can find a website that tears it to pieces and said, don't ever eat this. This is terrible so that I can get both sides of it. And if you don't make a point of looking at all sides of an issue, it can seem like cherry picking. But also I look at it as, like you said, since there aren't these studies, some of it is promising. It's not cherry picking. It's just promising information like, okay, this is interesting because I actually was wondering about this and I believe this. And there's this other study over here that said something similar. And so it may not be, you know, you know, laid out perfect. Yeah, this is actually fact. It's just information to make us think, yeah, we should consider this. And unfortunately, there are going to be that segment of the dog lover community that takes everything as as biblical. Like they said this, so I'm going to believe this and I'm going to do this. No one can control that group of people. No one can make them go and do more homework. But I think the average person who follows Dr. Becker and Rodney Habib and reads that thick forever dog book cover to cover, I think that that person is going to have the mindset to say, I see what you're saying, but that doesn't work for me. But, you know, because I feel like the book is just filled with a bunch of ideas of things that we can do to help improve and extend our dog's lives. It's not tenant. If we don't have to do every single thing in this book, it's just something to think about and get our heads thinking in a certain way. Yeah, I think you did amazing work on all of this. Well, the skep vet is angry with Rodney. Yes, yes. That was one of the first things I, I wrote. Was, um, <laughs> he basically starts the whole thing off by saying that Rodney has demonized him. Yes. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, so clearly you have a, a personal agenda here. You know, when, when you're being so clear about your dislike right up front, I have a hard time taking the rest of it like it's seriously. Oh, yeah, well, you're biased. Right. And, and so you, ha- you have an axe to grind. Yeah. But he did send me a link to a video that Rodney had did that painted him in this. The skeptic that did? Yeah. Because I commented because he made a point about one of the veterinarians that were interviewed for the Forever Dog series and how he was really disappointed at how he had been portrayed. And he felt that his comments had been taken out of context and he was really angry about it. And I wanted to read more about that because I had no idea. And he was just like, oh, well, he's a friend of mine. And so we've had personal conversations. So that's how I know. And it's just sort of like, okay, okay, I guess I just have to take your word for it. After you just talked about your your history and opinion of Rodney Habib, I now have to take your word for this. And it's not to say that I'm not saying that he's lying. I just, as you stated, it's hard to take this seriously if when it's like I have these questions and there's no support for it. If I if I made an accusation about someone being dishonest, I need to be prepared to provide evidence of this. Uh, I can't just say, oh, well, we were having this conversation and they told me. And it's just sort of like, <laughs> okay. Right. I, <laughs> but he shared, you know, he said that, you know, his issue with Rodney was, you know, Rodney had blamed, was, I guess, either blamed him or insinuated that he was responsible for veterinarians committing suicide. And he did this video that he, and he, in the video. So Rodney did, did a video saying that the skept vet. 
the video was about the video start starts with Rodney like speaking to a group. Um, I think they're vet students, and he talks about you know they're talking about the suicide rate of veterinarians. And in the video, you know, he puts a picture up of the skep vet, and it's like in black and white and looks really menacing. And um, the music is a little dark and, you know, and Rodney's voice is going over it. And he's not saying specifically this guy is doing this, but it's sort of like insinuated. And this really, I mean, and to be perfectly honest, I would be angry with, you know, if I went on social media tomorrow and someone created a, a video and I'm in the video and they're insinuating that I'm this horrible person, I wouldn't be happy about that either. I I think that just as... Rodney, Dr. Becker, Dr. Morgan, Dr. Kozier, um, Susan Thixton, and all the many other people in our community are trying to help us raise healthier pets. There are people in the traditional community who feel that the information that's being shared is harmful. And I can understand where that comes from somewhat um, because I've seen people take the information shared in the fresh food community and misinterpret it or um, basically do harm to their animals. Like I've spoken to people who refuse to take their dog to the vet because they don't want to put their dog, their dogs to be put on pain meds or on antibiotics. And so their dog is suffering and in pain and they're like, well, those things are bad. And I've seen people who refuse to spay and neuter their animal, but they don't know how to protect their animal from unwanted um, litters. You know, that's going to happen. And I think the flip side of it is there are people who will have their dogs vaccinated against diseases and illnesses when there is no risk of their dog contracting it, but they're not doing their homework and they're believing a traditional vet and they're doing these things and they're shortening their dog's lives without realizing it. So I think that there's we can find evidence of that on both sides of the aisle, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have these conversations and we shouldn't be afraid to question what people are saying. And on either side, on any side. Exactly. We should be able – and my whole thing about you know doing this project was if I'm so confident in what I'm doing, I shouldn't be afraid to explain it to someone else. And – the thing that a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot, just a handful of people really didn't understand is our point, the point of doing this wasn't to convince people who already understand the benefits of fresh food and recognize the benefits of alternative medicine. It's to reach to people who don't. And that's something that I don't think any of us should stop trying to do because I don't know what the percentage is, but they used to say like, you know, 5% of the community are, you know, into fresh food and and et cetera. So that's like 95% of people out there who are feeding hills and don't realize that, you know what, your dog actually could do better if you did this. And they just need someone to plant that seed. And, you know, and so that's just the whole point of it is to plant the seed, to add that comment to her video, which I'm grateful she didn't delete 
for that one person who maybe they watch the video and they're like, why are you doing air quotes? And what's up with all these memes? And this just sort of feels like you're being mean. And then they go and read the comments and find mine. And they're like, okay, so basically everything in this video is ridiculous. I'm not the only one. And, you know, and I think like, I think that's very brave of you. Um, And I think everything that you did was very well researched and, you know, and everything, all the comments you left were so respectful. And I'm always like, and this is what I wish social media could be. I wish that we could have differing opinions and we could all be respectful about it. And we could all read everybody's things very thoroughly and understand what they were saying instead of reading a couple words and assuming the rest of it and then firing off comments or, you know, like, it's like, it was like this weird best and worst of social media kind of all in into one. It was, it was, it was a rough week for me because, you know, and it's hard because, you know, um, I, you know, I, I am open to feedback. I I mean, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I'm open to feedback. What frustrated me was the, um, the fact that people were unwilling to hear me out and understand what I was doing. For people who are listening, I posted something to announce this is what I'm doing. I'm breaking down this. I'm debunking the debunkers. I'm debunking the anti-Becker video. And and I'm so excited about it because like the first few minutes of watching this video, um, there's so many things that were like, no, that's not right. And no, that's not right. And I was actually really grateful for the opportunity. So this person presented an opportunity because it, it, it's not enough for me to go as Kimberly, the pet parent and say, everything you say is wrong. It was, I needed to, to really educate myself. So I needed to take time to really look into, into everything. I didn't realize how many studies there were on acupuncture. I was actually surprised. And what was amazing was it didn't take much digging to find them. So it was like, did you do any preparation for your video other than taking screenshots from Merkula? I mean, because that was, you know, it was all there right on the internet, available for all of us to read for free. And, but it was, it was so easy to do. And I was so excited because, you know, as you know, I wanted to, to do the skep bet, but that article is so long. And I know. I, like, I feel like like that was a tactic. Like I'm going to make it so long that nobody will ever be able to get through it all. <laughs> I took so many days to read it, and then I went back and read it again. And I was just like, and then I came across this video, and it's like I can do that. And even that video was hard to do. I did half of it, and the and then I was like, after all the drama, was like maybe I shouldn't even bother doing the other, maybe just let this go. But then I was like, no, I, this is what I want to do. This is what I enjoy doing as a blogger. This is why I got into this. This is, this is actually what I wanted to do for a living when I was a kid. And it sort of made me feel like fun. And, and I just, I, I kept thinking like, did you, you, you're a veterinarian. So you went to college. This would not have flown if you had turned this in as an assignment with no references to anything that you're saying, this would have been an F. How, how could you possibly, but th- this is the world we live in. Yes. If you act like you're an expert, claim that you're an expert, say that you're an expert and you speak confidently, people somehow don't really take in what you're saying. They just sort of like, oh, okay, and this and keep going. And I just wanted an opportunity to provide a different viewpoint. And I think that 
you know, we should question the things that people say. I mean, Dr. Becker has posted things that I absolutely disagree with. Rodney Habib has too. Um, Dr. Kozier has posted things I disagree with. I think I believe everything that Dr. Morgan says. I don't think I've ever, she's ever posted <laughs> it. But, you know, my disagreement isn't so much in them and what they're saying. I'm not saying, oh, you're wrong. It's wrong for my dogs. But that's not what they're trying to do. They're not trying to spread a message that all of us can use, you know, or this universal message for all animals. They're just putting information out there. And of course, it's not going to be a good fit for every single animal out there. But then that's why we all should be having these conversations so that we can find what's a good fit. It's sort of like they started the conversation. They passed the baton. Now it's our turn to keep running that marathon and keep the conversation going. And it sucks that we can't just have a, a respectful, kind conversation. It it sucks that we have this my way or the highway mentality and that it becomes salacious where you know, I'm getting messages from people like, oh, did she ever contact you back? And it's like, no, no, she didn't. And, I mean, it's just like, it's not, a, it's not a reality TV show, guys. It's just, you know, let's talk about what's good for our dogs. And, you know, and can, can we have this conversation? You know, can I share a cute video of, of a canine and a policeman being affectionate towards each other without people who hate training callers losing their ever living mind. And one woman made up this huge scenario of the dog just begging the owner to take the collar off of her because she was in so much pain. And, and, you know, and I, I was going to respond, but I just, I literally don't have it in me to respond anymore. I I just can't because I, I think everyone has a right to an opinion. That's fine. But what bothers me is what comes after someone shares their opinion. When you come back and say, well, this is how I see it, and then they flip out and rip you a new one because how dare you not agree with me? You must be a horrible person that abuses your dogs, you know? And and I also think there's a difference between somebody saying, hey, look at this cute video, and somebody saying, this is how you should train your dog and I'm an expert and you should yes. do it this way. Cause that's not what you were saying. You're not right. saying like, Hey, I'm a proponent of everything. You're just saying, Hey, I saw this thing and it was cute. Yeah. Or helpful. The leg, the guy putting his leg out to create a boundary. I thought that that was such an, a, a really nice, easy way for us to protect our dogs in a public space. It wasn't forceful. It wasn't aggressive. It wasn't combative. It just basically clearly set a boundary. And if someone gets their feelings hurt, so be it. At least I'm not screaming at you and telling you to get your dog under control and, and making horrible faces. I'm just putting my leg out to protect my dog. And it's just clearly stated. I don't, nothing more needs to be said. You know, the person who got so offended by that post no one would have known anything about that trainer's history had she not joined the conversation and started sharing videos and links and everything. And when I would not demonize this, this trainer along with her, then she started calling me names. And But the best part of that interaction that I will cherish is that she gave me an approved list of dog trainers that I can follow and share content from. It was like the audacity, the fact that you 
stranger, I don't know you, you don't know me, but you actually thought that it was appropriate for you to to basically censor me and tell me this is how, this is what you're allowed to learn. It was sort of like, you know, we're burning books now. And if you don't get onto the recommended reading list, you know, we're going to cancel you. And I was, it's, it's both humorous and disappointing because that is basically what we've come to is it feels like the people in and not just a dog lover community in every community the people who are a proponent of being kind and being you know loving they are the most aggressive and abusive people i have come i am talking to people after everything that happened cuz all of this happened in december after everything that happened in december i have received so many comments and messages from people who are just sort of like they're leaving social media they're like i had to take a break from facebook because i want to 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 share information but i'm so tired of being attacked by these you know people who are proponents of being positive and and kind and and but on the flip side I kind of understand where they're coming from, or at least I, I'm trying to, because you know I've met people, for instance, in the rescue world who they have seen the worst of the worst. And because of that, it shaped their opinion about breeders, all breeders. They don't consider anyone a good breeder and they have just very strong opinions. And there is no way to talk them out of that. And I wouldn't try. And I respect that. What I don't respect is are the personal attacks because I truly believe that if I can support what I'm saying, if I'm if I can speak intelligently about what I'm saying and put out my viewpoint, I should be able to do that without calling someone names or attacking their character and I should be willing to hear their point of view because I don't know everything and they may expose me to a different scenario that I never considered that will enhance my knowledge. And for the people who aren't willing to to do that, I just, I don't have space for them anymore. It reminds me, my husband and I have these kind of woo-woo-ish conversations sometimes where we talk about how, like, you know, all, all of our experiences, like, influence how, like, our own realities and how we, you know... So yeah, when there is somebody who's heavily involved in the rescue world and has only seen the worst of breeders, you know, but you know, there are other people having like very different experiences Mm -hmm. and those experiences to them are just as valid and, you know, real as the other person's. And it's like, we just, as a society, we're not good at like, uh, understanding and respecting that. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I think that we, Many of us have never learned how to have a, an honest, respectful conversation, sharing alternative viewpoints. And it hasn't helped over the past few years where people yeah. have used social media as a weapon and and have done it effectively because people that's what people seem to want to do. Everyone's like one person told me this is not recently. This was a while ago. Um, about real dog box is um, that they should be canceled. And they explained to me why they should be canceled. And all of the information was incorrect. And I was correcting them like, no, this is actually what happened. And this is what happened. No, a dog did not die. And, you know, explaining all of these things. And instead of of like, a, oh my God, I didn't realize that. I've been going around telling people that they killed a dog. They just double down. Well, anyway, still. And, and yeah. it's just sort of like, 
So you uh, can't even like be wrong. You just like I, I'm hearing my father's voice. My father does this thing where he's like, I don't care. And, you know, when you're like, oh, but did you know blah 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 blah? And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm gonna hear from now on. And it's just like, but yeah, it was December was a, an educational month, so I'm like super excited for January, <laughs> and 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 I'm having a blast so far, despite the fact that my phone didn't transfer all my contacts over. But maybe in some ways that's a good thing. Maybe there are some people that I don't need to have in my phone. Uh, and I mean, I lost all my text messages, all my text message history, which sucks. Uh, my know, husband is one of those psychopaths who like deletes all of his text messages like <gasps> as soon as he reads them, oh. and I'm just. Like, how do you do that? I need something. There are so many things I need. That's what I said. I keep like everyone. I mean, I I know that there is a cloud somewhere where this stuff is sitting. And so hopefully some by the midnight, I'll have that all (laughs) clarified. I don't know. But for right now, I'm just going to, I'm just going to treat it as, you know what? It's a new year, new me. It's time to move on. It's okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's okay for for me not to have those things. But so, I, what are you looking forward to for this year? Well, the Healthy Dog Workshop or Healthy yeah. Dog Expo. Very much looking forward to that. Um, I mostly I'm I'm looking forward to. I mean, I started a new community on a platform called Heartbeat. Yes, and, this was a new platform to me. Yes, it's a new platform to me too, and and it's. It's really kind of cool. And the whole point of it was to give, to provide a space where we could have conversations without the peanut gallery joining in and just ruining it for everyone. I'm just, I'm tired of people who are just negative and are only joining to cause tr- trouble, taking up all of the energy in the room, you know, taking, soaking up all the air. And I wanted to just have a place where we can you know, it's okay. We don't have to agree and do everything alike. We're just sharing like, this is what's working for my dog. And yes, this is what's working for my dog. And having a place to talk about different things without fear of being attacked because we don't understand or we don't know, or because we don't. Or somebody didn't read something properly. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, it could just be like, oh, well, this is how I read it. And and that's all I want it to do. But, you know, so mostly I'm really excited about that, um, about, you know, just joining in and read. I mean, already I've learned something because I'm feeding Bella a food that's not formulated for all life stages. And, I've, you know, and I'm just like, this, Andy, what, what would you add? And Brian joined in and he was like, I would add, you know, calcium and more fat, I think he said. And it turns out at this, while I was, um, I heard back from the founder of the company and he said the same thing. And it was just sort of like, those are the type of conversations where we can just say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm, you know, this is what's working for me. Um, you know, one person was like at her wits end because she just can't figure out anything for her dog. And people are already sharing like, oh, well, this is what I've done. This is what's working for my dogs. And and also I'm reaching out to um, brands, one, to get donations because I'm putting together the best gift baskets ever. Um, to, for raffles for a rescue, but also asking them for exclusive discount codes so that people 
who can't always afford, you know, like the best CBD oil or, you know, a really good mushroom tincture or, you know, like I sent an email to Adored Beast to ask, hey, can you guys offer an exclusive discount? And maybe it's not enough. Maybe, you know, it'll only be 10%, but 10% could be shipping and that can still save someone a little bit of money. Uh, and so I'm just hoping to be able to to build that. So I'm really excited about that. And, you know, of course, we have a puppy. So <laughs> it's really fun watching her grow and watching her personality, you know, explode. I don't think she's going to be as big as some people think she is, you know, because people are like, look at her paws. She's going to be giant. I really don't think she's going to be that big. I think she's probably going to be 60 or so pounds. But who do I – what do I know? But I did – um order an embark. Oh. And so I will be figuring out exactly what her breed mix is. And what's nice is the embark will even tell what they estimate her size to be. Oh, okay. So I'm that'll be fun to 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 dig through that when it arrives. So what about you? What That's are you exciting. most excited about? I guess right now, I mean, aside from the doing the conferences and all the cool people we will get to talk to, uh you know, I just really want to get these dogs healthy again. You know, we're we're talking about trying some different things with Penny. We have to get an ultrasound uh, to see if there's bladder stones or something going on. We might do the at-home ozone, which I've never done it myself before. So that'll be an interesting learning process. Uh, you know, and I just, I want to get these dogs healthy. That's sort of my big mission now, which up until two weeks ago, I thought Nino was healthy and, um, you know, he's, he's nine and I still think of him as being like my young guy because he's younger than Penny, but nine's old or, you know, nine's old for an 80 pound dog, you know? And, um, yeah, so we're going to have to step it up with him. We finally got all his uh, digestive stuff under control for like the past year, and and uh, yeah, my guy's getting old, so yeah. those will be my big missions for for this year. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it is one of those where oh, it's it's funny because we do we do everything that we can to keep our dogs so healthy, and it's kind of a comfort when other people's dogs um, stumble a little. <laughs> health-wise because it's just like, okay, yes, that's right. They're not bulletproof. It's just such a great reminder. It's not a good thing. I would never it's celebrate like, that, but it's it tries so hard. <laughs> We're doing the best that we can and, you know, we can only do so much, but, you know, it's always still like a learning opportunity and something to think of. Cause even though my dogs are fine because of what you shared about Penny, I've been watching Zoe, like you peeing okay. And cause there, she was like, there were days where she was just squatting, but nothing was really happening. And I realized she was marking because mm-hmm. we have this new puppy. And so she was, I no- noticed that she was following when the puppy would pee, she would go over and just pee on her pee, <laughs> little squat, and nothing's really <laughs> happening. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's happening. Thank God. But you no, know, that would not have been on my mind had you not shared about your struggles with Penny. And I, and I mean, that goes back to that's why we need to be able to have these conversations because there's so much information and that we're juggling so much knowledge and it's hard to take it all in. And, and then of course, when something happens, sometimes half that knowledge flies straight out my brain. Right. And it's just like, I'm just back to the beginning again. So it's just like, you know, I'm doing the best that I can. We're all doing the best we can. 
all of us, no matter what we're doing, it's, I'm sure that everybody's doing the best that they can. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'm hoping to try, uh, some new things this year. My, uh, pet food store is getting me some of the solutions food. Uh, so I'm excited to try that. Uh, I'll have some too. I bought some. <laughs> I haven't had the food yet. I've you know I've used some of the other things, but I haven't had the food yet. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited because our pet store had a um if you came in on New Year's Eve um and spent a hundred dollars, you got a, a gift basket. And these gift ba- or as a gift bag, these gift bags were insanely generous. It was like so I mean, the bags must have been worth at least a hundred dollars. They were wow. really generous. And then each gift bag came with a gift card. And oh. so um in one of the gift cards in one of the bags was worth five hundred dollars. I don't think I got the five hundred dollar one. Oh, not you. Oh, okay. If I did Oh my God. God, that would be so amazing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, I, I love the fact that I love that there are so many really crazy, cool things out there for us to try for our dogs. And what I really love is, you know, I've been reaching out to these brands cause I, I want to fill these baskets with products that I really love. And all of these brands have been so generous. Small batch is sending me things. Cocoa therapy is sending me things. Um, Earth Buddy sent me um, CBD oil to oh, add wow. to each of the baskets and, you know, their treats and I mean, so on and so forth. It's just, and I have themes, so I don't remember them all off the top of my head, but like one is, you know, dog hair don't care. And that's going to be like my grooming basket. And I, I thought I would do like some type of grooming theme but I don't know. Um, one is um, Jurassic Bark. And so I wanted to add like, you know, uh, dinosaur toys and, and things like that to that one. I don't remember the other ones. No, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> I think our podcast is over now. <laughs> I have to feed the dogs. <laughs> you getting the high sign. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's like I'm I'm I love the fact that you know I think this is going to be a good year because I think that people universally are tired of the toxicity of social media, and I think that we're going to start seeing a shift where people are going to want to protect their mental health and just focus on the dogs and the people who spend their day basically just saying nasty things on Facebook will lose their audience because it's just sort of like, I get that you're unhappy, but my dog is sick and I I really need to figure this out. So I don't have time for you right now. So we'll see. Yay. Well, I'm excited for 2023. We'll see where it takes us. Me too. Thanks for listening guys. Until next time.